Welcome back to Awakening Reformation, where Reformation awakens now. My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica, the weaker vessel. Hello, everyone. We are also joined with our good friends, Sandra and Scotty Rollett. Hello again. Hey, y'all. If you would like to get to know more about Awakening Reformation podcast, go to www.rebelalliancemedia.com. There are two other podcasts in this network. Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids comes out on Mondays, and we record that with our children. It's a podcast about church history. And then the Rebel Podcast comes out on Wednesdays, and that is Pnate and Vanilla X up there in Canada land. The website also has blog posts and other resources, so follow us on social media. Subscribe to us in your favorite podcast catcher, so that way you get all of our new content when it comes out. We call Vanilla X Vanilla X because he's part of the X generation. Yes. He's not a millennial. Nope. As opposed to everybody else in Rebel Alliance Media. Mm-hmm. That's where that little nickname came from. He has, you were he has the ever-evolving nickname. It's true. Kind of like it, though. We love you guys just You guys just can't let it go either, can you? Nope. It's no. just going to live on forever. And actually, partly because... Partly? And actually, partly because <laughs> Nate wanted it to go away. <laughs> I'm just saying, he fueled it, and so now it's just... You, listen, Nate, you should understand sin nature better than anyone. You're a pastor. <laughs> you tell someone not to do something, you what know what's going to happen. <laughs> you made your bed, Nate. Um, Speaking of beds... We are sitting in our bed. This we is, are too. This is pretty great. We should record in our bed every time. It's a lot more comfortable than a chair. <laughs> in a laundry- yeah, it's definitely nice having the books all spread out across the uh, the bed so I can just grab whatever I need. Very nice. Right there in front, yeah. <laughs> well, why are we on our bed? We have new floors being put in. And this may just sound like an awesome thing. And it is awesome. It is awesome. But it's because there's mold. There is mold in our house that's being treated and so flooring is being replaced and yeah. molding and molding not the mold molding is being replaced yeah so our house is like <laughs> legit torn apart right now we have stuff everywhere and so we are recording on our bed and yeah. it's kind of awesome our house is in disarray shambles pretty much so anyway let's dive in the- shall we Yes, we shall. Enough, right. of, enough of our witty banter. We are going to get our brook off on now. Let's pick up where we left off last time. Let's get into what Revelation really is and why we need it. Because in the beginning of Burkhoff's section of Revelation, he actually quotes Job. It's Job eleven seven, And I'm just going to read it in the old King James. And he says, Canst thou by searching find out God? Canst thou find out the Almighty unto perfection? Job is just admitting the fact that we are not able to just search out in this world and find the hidden depths of his divine being. Exactly. To really understand God and the depths of his being and his ways and his wisdom and and to actually understand him. We can't do that. Not perfectly. Yeah, certainly not perfectly. Yeah. Hence why we need revelation. 
Yes. So we're going to talk about revelation. Which just means like revealing, like a revealing. Yeah. Like how God reveals himself to his creation, essentially. So there's four types of revelation. Um, There's natural revelation, supernatural revelation, general revelation, and special revelation. In the course of time, two kinds of divine revelation were distinguished, namely natural, supernatural, and general and special revelation. Generally speaking, these two distinctions move along parallel lines. At the same time, they differ in certain particulars which deserve notice. So natural and supernatural revelation, which kind of more or less focus on like a physical type of revelation, would you say? Like the created order. And then the general and special revelation focus primarily on like a more spiritual aspect of... Well, God's redemptive work. Yeah. Uh, So the natural revelation is revelation that is communicated through phenomena of nature, including the very constitution of man. Back to creation, when it talks about God creating man, breathing life into the dirt, and creating the first living person. Yeah. Being basically face-to-face with God, and then God turning around and creating the garden. Not only has this, this being Adam just been created, but now he is just awestruck with the revelation of the creation of the garden. I really wonder what Adam thought when he looked around and was like, what is all this? <laughs> Even though he was able to commune with God perfectly, there was no separation by sin. Right. So he could walk with God. That was a normal thing for him. Mm-hmm. Like for us who, I mean, that's just not something that we do. Unless you're charismatic. <laughs> Which I am. So, you know, lay off. <laughs> Sorry, Sandra. Repent, okay? But, like, that's why I think that natural natural revelation is probably the most often denied form of revelation. Like, when we he talks about this a little bit, like the atheists and the agnostics and such. Yeah. They will deny that natural revelation because they don't want to see the creator's fingerprints all over it. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. We have to come up with something like evolution to erase that mm-hmm. fingerprint, like you said, in order to uh, cope. Yeah, because otherwise we got to answer. Um, we got to answer to him again. We work outside of uh, religion by trying to define that relationship ourselves and yep. not relying on that definition from him. Mm-hmm. Not relying on the revelation. Yep. Well, and because the atheist thinks they don't belong to a religion at all. Yeah. All of mankind is religious in some way, shape, or fashion. So there's the supernatural yes. revelation, which we see in miraculous things done by God in the natural order, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If natural revelation is basically just like seeing God's fingerprints in what he's created, yeah. then supernatural revelation would just be God intervening into that natural order to change the natural order yeah um the way he does things in that natural order in a supernatural way so like rising someone from the dead yeah miracles Mm -hmm. um, prophecies dreams stopping the stopping the sun i would say that that would be supernatural yeah the parting of the sea yep yep parting of the red sea and obviously, God right. speaking to us is a supernatural thing. Well, a lot of people would not claim that as a natural thing that happens daily. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, agreed. <laughs> have you talked so charismatic lately? No, but he is outside of every- the created order, so it's not like natural yeah. in our 
creative. Right. It's not like seeing says. a tree grow and be like, wow, how does that work? Look at God speak. Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. That's not a dream or a vision, watching a tree grow. Right. <laughs> natural revelation is God revealing who he is in the natural order and creation. Mm-hmm. How he has ordained for things to function normally. Yeah. Supernatural revelation would be God intervening into that natural order in a supernatural way in changing the natural functions of said creation. Right. Okay. We all good? In various ways. Yes. Yes. Tracking all. So now we're going to throw the wrench in and we're really going to confuse everyone, including ourselves. Awesome. So those two things are opposed to each other, natural and supernatural. Remember, that's the first line running horizontally. Below that is another line, (laughs) and this is going to be the line that runs general and special revelation. And those, those lines run parallel, and they're very similar, like he says, but they just are... Slightly differing. But they just differ a little bit. Yes, in some some ways. So we're going to talk about those, that bottom tier, general and special revelation. Okay. General revelation is rooted in the redemptive work of God, which aims in the leading of sinners back into relationship with himself. So what are some examples of like a general revelation? General revelation is rooted in creation and in the general relations of God to man is addressed to man to man considered simply as the creature and image bearer of God and aims at the realization of the end for which man was created and which can be attained only where man knows God and enjoys communion with him. Yes, but then the special is where it's addressing the man as a sinner and adapted to the moral and spiritual needs of the fallen man. Basically aiming him and showing that his separation and then bringing him back. Well, natural and supernatural, more focused on how God reveals himself, (laughs) whether in creative order or whether in some kind of miraculous or, like it says, supernatural way. So general revelation, again, is God revealing himself in the creative order like psalm 19 says the heavens declare the glory of god and so when we see creation it is meant to do something in us and have us experience something that points us toward god Mm -hmm. so that's the point of general natural revelation is everyone tracking sure yes God speaks to man is in his entire creation, in the forces yeah. and powers of nature, in the constitution of the human mind, in the voice of the conscience, in the providential government of the world in general, and of the lives of individuals in particular. Yeah. Sin altered both this revelation and man's receptivity for it. Yeah. So as a result of the fall of man, the blight of sin rests on creation in general. And that's also the reason why special revelation is needed now, too, because general revelation came first, but sin now has blinded us, and now we look at the creation and we distort it. We start believing lies about it. Mm-hmm. And Well, and he says that. He uses Romans 1 here where he talks about yeah, exactly. that man, though he knows truth, suppresses the truth. Yeah. 
And so we need special revelation to set it straight. Yep. Yeah, because the special revelation where the general one is just showing our main relationship with God, then the special is what is realigning us with our actual position with God as far as our, our separation and our need of him. Yeah, and the special revelation shows us how we can have relationship with God again, mm-hmm. how that relationship can now be restored. We can't figure that out by general revelation. Okay. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Just reiterating what you said, essentially. Um, it just says, it is altogether insufficient as a foundation for the Christian religion. So basically, yeah. if we were to solely take general revelation and then try and formulate the gospel from general revelation, it would be insufficient because it doesn't give us an adequate amount of information mm-hmm. about who Christ is or would be, yeah, depending part, on where you are in history. Yeah, and part and of you that... you start going into universal utilitarianism uh, as far as everything is is God, everything is good, and there's no separation because we are also God. Yeah, well, and... The other reason why it is insufficient is because it, too, is subjected to sin, to futility, like Romans 8 says. Mm-hmm. So we could look out in the world and we still see God's glory in creation, but we also see a lot of tragedy, disaster, mm-hmm. and craziness going on that is not reflective of the gospel and God's character. And so in that way, we, we try to impart that on, on that image, and that's what skews it. What was that movie, that M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> movie where, like, creation Sounds was... Sounds like a charismatic worship song. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> where creation was, like, jokes. attacking the people. It was kind of an environment. Ah, uh, The Happening. Was that it? Yes. So, there you have a retributive god in creation itself. That's true. It's like all that eco-nonsense that the rebels are talking about. Yeah. They weren't making love to the, the earth enough. Oh, gosh. That's not <laughs> they even... They didn't hug enough trees. Exactly. Her mother, mother Earth got ticked off because she was PMSing. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't give Mother Earth a safe space. <laughs> she just wants to breathe, okay? For crying out loud. All right. Speaking of breathing, special revelation. Yeah. So if you have hung in there thus far... We are about to confuse you. God bless you. Even more. Hang you on. probably already are. Hang on tighter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Special revelation. What would special revelation then be? Special revelation is God specifically revealing to us his plan of redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that reveals the redemptive purposes of God is what we would call special revelation. Burkhoff says right here that... Through the entrance of sin into the world, God's general revelation was obscured and corrupted so that the handwriting of God in nature and in the very constitution of man is not as legible now as it was in the morning of creation, like Scotty said earlier. Moreover, man became subject to the power of darkness and ignorance of error and unbelief, and in his blindness and perverseness now fails to read are right, even the remaining vestiges of the original revelation. So, essentially, what God does in special revelation is seeks to recreate what was originally written down for mankind to know who God was. Yeah. 
that which was marred, he's going to restore in some fashion. To continue on, man even takes delight in exchanging the truth of God for a lie. Mm. Yeah. So that's, good. that's where you have your atheists, your uh, polytheists that are skewing the the message that they're seeing in nature and what they're they're seeing in their their daily lives and changing it for for what, however they feel. Right. So now special revelation helps us interpret the truths of God that we do gather from general revelation. And so that, like Erica said, um, well, like she was reading Burkhoff, that handwriting. I mean, I'll take credit for Burkhoff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That handwriting is obscured. And so now special revelation helps us interpret it correctly. Well, and I think a good example of this would be the LGBTQ community and like everything they're trying to do right now. Yeah. And they would say they're anti-religion or maybe not all of them. Cause I'm, I know that there are certain individuals that are religious in some form. Everyone is religious, right? So their religion is just a very man centered religion, obviously where mm-hmm. they get to be God and they get to determine for themselves what is right and what is wrong. They're on the throne of their own little mini kingdoms, and that's their religion. And one of the practices in their religion, one of their forms of worship, would be, like, misappropriated sexual desires. Yeah. And we could say, just from natural revelation, that male and female anatomy are created in such a way that God has designed for something amazing to happen. Like, we can create more people that's pretty astounding if you think about it right but they've marred it and skewed it in such a way that they get to determine that they're going to reject and basically romans one style suppress the truth of that natural revelation and because of god's special revelation we can read in scripture how god designed human beings and what his purpose is in his creation actually is, and we can see that we were created to glorify God, and that by doing homosexual acts is not glorifying to God, and we need to repent from that right. and turn towards God. I mean, I think that's a pretty decent example. Yeah, no, it's it's a perfect example of how we, in our sinful nature, obscure general revelation and just the perfect way God did create everything, you know? Mm -hmm. I think when we think about, like, obscuring the way that God has designed for things to work, we don't necessarily always think about things that are so common as, you know, homosexuality. It's, like, rampant everywhere. We watch TV shows with the, you know, homosexual Mm -hmm. agenda. That's rampant. I mean, it's just everywhere. And there's so many things. It's just so common for us. We just see it all the time. Yeah, we get used to it. Because don't we all, isn't that kind of the thing now is that, that we all have our own special revelation, right? That because we're our own God, I mean, well, everything's okay preach, because yeah. your revelation may be different than my revelation. Yeah, your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. Also, the whole mentality that, uh, you know, the whole participation trophy that that no one can be lesser. So to say that something is greater is meaning that you're lesser. Yeah. And our society nowadays has a huge push away from that mindset of falling to something greater that no, we, we want to be the greater thing. You know, social media, we push people out on pedestals uh, for doing what 
they consider extraordinary or just being out uh, as being popular. And uh, that's, you know, placing themselves in that uh, greater position. Well, I think it's kind of interesting, too, that we as people always gravitate towards just making everyone equal so that no one gets to be God and no one has to obey, you know? Right. Like, if, if you get to do you and I get to do me, then either one of us can really point out sin in each other's life, and no one really has to submit to God. So, you just do you, I'll do me, and we can both go on in rebellion. Yep. Madness. <laughs> I, I can be uh, this gender if I want to. Uh, I can act sexually in this way if I want to. No, and... you can't. <laughs> but... Examples. You know, how, how dare you if oh. if you tell me that how I'm acting is not right because I am my own person. I am my own yeah. God. Mm-hmm. I am trying to be my best me. You know, you hear people talk about. And as soon as you bring in that, like, that rule for how you ought to live, well, no, you can't just molest children. Like, so far, that one's still being held to as a standard, but probably not for very long because as soon as we start bringing out a measuring stick – What's going to happen? We are still pointing to someone greater than us who gave us that measuring stick, yeah. you know? So that's going to make us really uncomfortable really fast. It's true. This same saying is, what what is your measuring stick? What are you using to measure the morality of, of a rule or a law? Special what revelation. Of what's right and what's wrong. Right. Founding Fathers uh, creating government was founded on the basis of Christianity. They were using the moral compass of the Bible and God's teachings. Yeah. And now we are slowly, and in some cases, picking up speed as we're moving that moral barometer away from what God has shown us to be that compass. So So, what are some examples of special revelation? Well, we start to see God revealing himself in dreams and visions and in theophanies. And so we see this commonly in the angel of the Lord, quote unquote, and we see it in the glory that fills the temple. These are some of the ways that Burkhoff lists as manifestations of God's presence of him revealing himself Mm -hmm. to mankind. Now this is before they had a canon of scripture. Obviously God's revelation um, it develops over time to what we have. And we're going to talk about scripture. When Burkhoff says that theophany reached its highest point in the incarnation of Christ. Yeah. In whom the fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily. That was the theophany. Yep. For sure. Another form would be uh, like direct communication. God communicating, you know, his will or his thoughts to us. An uh, example of that would be uh, Burning Bush. Also... Uh, on Mount Herod when Moses was receiving the uh, Ten Commandments, uh, speaking directly to God, God talking to him as he uh, wrote. The prophets, Mm -hmm. the word of the Lord came to, you know, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, whatever, so God speaking. Through his prophets to his people. Right. Yeah, direct communication. Another spirit. The prophets uh, receiving the visions while they were awake. And sometimes it's yeah. the presence of others. Yeah. And again, man, I love how Burkhoff caps it off with Jesus, too. Because then he says that Jesus appears as the highest, the true, and in a sense, the only prophet. 
He communicates his spirit, which is also the spirit of revelation and illumination to all those that believe. That's awesome. Way to go, Burkhoff. And he's, <laughs> it's because he's Dutch. <laughs> the final way Burkhoff talks about is miracles. Miracles. What are miracles? Is it like something that happens untouched by an angel? Always. It's always. <laughs> I'm just saying. Me and my grandma used to watch that show. Good times. <laughs> there might be a, there might be a two CV in that show. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. Well, uh, miracles by definition are uh, manifestations of special power of God. Yeah, and uh, it always has like a a kingdom purpose in it to reveal the coming kingdom of God. You know. They confirm the words of prophecy and point to the new order that is being established by God. Bam. Thank you, Burkhoff. So special revelation has a redemptive purpose in it. Mm -hmm. In Christ, who is the absolute miracle, all things are restored and creation is brought back to its pristine beauty. Heck yeah. Burkhoff points out how special revelation is both word and fact revelation. How, yes, it's it's a message communicated through these various things, but that it actually changes history. It actually makes sinners saints. All right. So are you guys good? Yeah, we're good. Well, we thank you guys for listening. We hope it was edifying and beneficial and that you tune in next week as we continue working through Burkhoff's book. We pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened by the power of of the Holy Spirit, and until next time, get woke. Yeah, let's start with the microphone check. One, two, first. Water to the dry and weary soul of the true church. The kind of things that few search, they say that the truth hurts. Well, this pain is gained, so let's explain the new birth. First things first, can't neglect this at the start. I must preface my remarks with the deadness of the heart from original sin, the effects of the fall. The sin of our first parents brought death to us all. Since Adam was our federal head, what he did counted for us. In him were all rebels and dead. Yo, captured in the mind, disaster, sin and crimes in a dark state. Alaska in the wintertime, sour in our frames. Left to ourselves, we be devoured in the flames. Cause we're powerless to change. If you feel that way, I pray that you respond happily. As you see what Jesus had to say in John chapter 3. Verse 1 is my thesis, it's the deepest Truth that should get you speechless What scripture teaches will fill in the missing pieces Picture Jesus meeting up with Nicodemus Perhaps it was fright about the other Pharisees Wicked spite against Christ that turned this into naked night He called the rabbi and gave him props Said he was a teacher from God Jesus replied, made him stop Regarding the kingdom of God, no one's going in In fact, you can't even see it unless you're born again That must have consumed and stretched his mind Cause he said, can a man enter his mother's womb a second? Time? Naturalistically, the only way for him to hear it Jesus said you must be born of the water and the spirit No other way to enter heaven That sounds like Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27 In this new birth, the spirit is the source and the agent The water symbolizes spiritual purification Flesh can only produce flesh, that's true and factual Regenerating work of the spirit is supernatural It's kind of like the wind, which is free East to west can't receive the steps You can only see its effects in the same way The Holy Spirit chooses who he pleases to sovereignly 
open their eyes to the truth of Jesus. For the spirit's mysterious operation uh -huh. We would all be under serious condemnation I'd still be rejecting the sun If God hadn't said let there be light Like Genesis 1, yeah And just like the light could not refuse to shine Irresistible grace has renewed my mind Let's exalt the king who died and truly is risen The new birth is not the effect of human decision But the cause, it changes our natural habitation The situation, it's a radical transformation I was cursed and polluted So my dirt was inexcusable with new internal his person is beautiful, his worth is indisputable The lamb is amazing, a standing ovation for his work in the crucible So let us respond with true worship and love To the God who has given new birth from above Thank you.